0: hello there thank you uh, for joining me here um, and whether you're you're here watching with me or you're you're listening in um today what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about performance supplements so this is the second supplement sort of webinar that i've done um and we're going to be doing a whole series of these and um, we're going to be doing all sorts of things um but i thought the one that would be most um sort of important after the the fat loss ones is then working on performance supplements so what i'm going to do is i'm going to try and give you some some before we talk about stuff i'm trying to give you some context in terms of how you should apply this information who this is suitable for um and sort of give you give you some idea of what your sort of action steps are before you start. So within the sort of level system of what we're doing, um, this is kind of a a higher level thing. So I would expect you to be taking this kind of information into account if you are trying, if you're sort of, you're already, you're sorting all the level one stuff. So you've got your planning in place, um, you've got yourself sort of eating properly, uh, you're doing your training, you're doing your activity, uh, getting enough sleep all that kind of stuff um, level two sorted so you're making sure that your portion sizes are in place and that's appropriate your level three stuff sorted so you're basically sort of 80 ninety percent eating um sort of less processed food so there's no you're not eating lots amounts of processed food level four is where this is now so this is talking about optimizing progress that you're already making as opposed to taking a supplement to, you know, hoping it's a wonder pill. Okay. So just bear that in mind going forward. This is for people that are, it's mainly focusing about performance in the gym, um, because we're, we're trying to do is we're mostly trying to work on body composition. Um, and it's about thinking about gaining as much muscle as possible, responding as quickly from from training as possible, getting stronger as quickly as possible, uh, and all those things. Okay, so hopefully, this will be of use to you. um, And um, that's kind of, I suppose that is kind of all you need to know, All right? So what we're going to talk about today is uh, the supplements that work and the supplements that don't work. But before we start actually talking about the supplements, we are gonna make a few considerations, similar kind of thing to what I've shared on the other, on the other videos. Um, the first one is that these supplements will give you an edge, which sounds great, okay? But they will only give you an edge, right? They're not gonna give you um, life-changing results overnight. Um, they have been proven to work, but what we're thinking is, is, if you're not getting enough sleep, Taking a bunch of supplements isn't going to really make that much difference. You'd be much better off focusing on going to bed earlier. These are the kinds of things that I want you to take, because the fact of the matter is, is that there's tons of people out there trying to take all your money um, and telling you, promising you the world and not really following through. Okay. Um, I will only talk to you about the things that definitely work. Um, Having doing my research for this one, uh, this one was was weighty, put it that way. And distilling it down into the things that actually work versus the things that might work or work with some people or could work in some specific situations, I ended up taking about ninety percent of what I read out and didn't even include it. Okay, so I'm only going to talk about what definitely works, and then I'm going to talk about the things that you need to avoid, like the plague, because they definitely don't work, or even worse, um, they might actually do you some do some mischief. All right, Um, I like to say as a general rule of thumb if somebody's selling supplements don't listen to them about them because chances are they have a bias um and they've kind of bought into the kool-aid and they have a yeah obviously have a motivation so um i don't sell supplements i won't sell supplements and i'm going to do my best to give you some impartial advice on what's actually going to get you the best outcome um which tends to vary actually because most people who sell supplements tell you to buy 10 million different supplements because they're all good for you and they might be but they probably won't help you get where you want to get to. Um if in doubt if in any doubt whatsoever see your gp or see the relevant qualified medical person okay so it's it's really important to know that actually as far as personal trainers are concerned we are not authorized through our qualifications to give you supplement advice really What I can do is give you a review of research, which is what I'm doing, um, and sort of summarizing it in sort of simple terms. Um, And then what I'm doing at the end of it is I'm giving you a link to where I found the information, which is on examine.com, which is an impartial um, supplement and health and fitness reviewing platform and that's all they do that's all they do they don't sell anything um so this is where i get my information i'm just trying to translate it to you so that you can get the best information possible in a nice easy to digest format which you don't have to pay for because if you do examine you do have to pay for them because they have to earn their money somewhere okay um so ad lib done beginning bit sorted um what we're going to do now is we're going to run through all the performance supplements that actually work okay so Strap in, Um, it's gonna be exciting. First one, and this is by far and away the best one, and it's misunderstood a lot, and there's lots of myths and rumors that go around about creatine. Um, So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you the idea. Basically, creatine monohydrate is the supplement that you wanna be going for, and creatine in as itself um, is a supplement which basically helps you to increase your creatine levels in your muscles, right? Now, creatine is part of your sort of energy systems within the sort of little batteries that are inside your muscles. Okay. And essentially, what more creatine in your diet does is it leads to a greater concentration of something called phosphocreatine in your muscles. Now, phosphocreatine in your muscles is good because phosphocreatine stores the energy that allows your muscles to create what's called ATP. Now, ATP is the energy currency of your muscles, and essentially, the more ATP you have stored and the more PCR, phosphocreatine you have stored in your muscles, the more energy your muscles can sort of access very quickly, utilize quickly, and ultimately, it means you get better power output, all right? Now, how much depends hugely on who's taking it, what their current diet's like, all that kind of stuff so i'm not even going to pretend to give you some kind of an estimate as to how much that's going to help but what it will do is allow you to squeeze out an extra couple of reps where it seemed to be most beneficial is with sort of very short to potentially medium term exercise that sort of zero to maybe 30 45 seconds something like that that's where it really helps And if you are doing strength training or if you're doing lower rep stuff that I'm giving you, that's exactly the kind of rep range where this will help you squeeze out an extra couple of reps. Now, this doesn't mean that your training is going to be any easier, unfortunately. What it does mean is that you're going to be able to push yourself harder, right? So you're starting to see the problem here, which is that if you're not already pushing yourself as hard as you can, this isn't going to do a huge amount, right? It's not going to make a difference. You have to have that intent to want to push out the extra rep in order to allow yourself to actually gain get the most benefit it also helps a little bit with recovery um so you actually will recover more quickly between sets um but for me that's that's much more of a secondary thing um i don't think that's necessarily where you're going to get the most out of it um it's just it's going to allow you to add more intensity and a little bit more volume in those lower rep ranges okay um something to watch out for which is not something to be worried about is that it does often lead to weight gain so in fact it almost always leads to weight gain basically creatine encourages your muscles to uh, store more water um, inside the muscle right and this actually isn't a problem and in fact for lots of people this is a good thing because it makes your muscles appear more pumped up Um, if you gain you know i don't know it depends how big you are but a couple of pounds after having supplemented on creatine don't worry about it um, it's not going to make you look flabby for certain, um, and it's not something you need to worry about. The second, if you something you're really upset about, then the second you stop taking creatine, the creatine levels in your muscles will drop, the weight gain will drop, and then that's that. Okay, so just something to be aware of. It's not a big deal, um, and you may not even notice. In terms of choosing the right supplement, the only thing that you should be purchasing is creatine monohydrate, right? Because creatine is actually A very simple thing what they're giving it to you what what you're taking is very simple it hasn't really all of the fancy alternatives that you can get haven't really improved upon the basic stuff and the fancy stuff which you can get all sorts of different um sort of products which are called creatine blah 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 um way more expensive creatine monohydrate powder is extremely cheap it's like a few quid for a kilo of the stuff and it'll last you for six months um you can take pills or you can take powders if you don't like taking the powders because it doesn't taste very nice um if you don't like taking the powders then you can do it in pill form so you can just take a few pills every day um and dosage recommendations are we want you basically to be taking five grams per day on average with food um a slightly bigger person may benefit from more uh, if you have more muscle mass, you may benefit from more, but it can get very complicated. And the essential is is that if you take five grams a day, you're you're very very likely to get all the benefits um, with none of the drawbacks of overdoing it. If some people have been found to be creatine non-responders, so. I'm not entirely sure, I haven't found out yet how it is that one works that out, but some people need more to get the same. So if you feel like, um, for example, I think one obvious thing is if your weight's not coming up, as in basically some people don't store creatine as easily. Um, if your weight's not come up a couple of pounds, that might be a thing. If you don't feel like it's made any difference, then um, you could increase up to 10 grams per day, um, split over the day, so probably in two doses, so that you're, it's sort of a bit easier on your stomach to tolerate. Um, if you want to do creatine loading, which I don't recommend because I don't really see the point. If it's something you're going to be taking long term, speeding up by a couple of weeks isn't going to make a difference. And the problem with loading is that you can get some gastrin... Gast- what am I going to try? Stomach up- upset. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, so 25 grams per day, split over the day as evenly as you can for seven days. Okay. Um, and that is... There's, there's all sorts of things. Like, for example, um, there's been some sort of guesswork around the fact that creatine might affect testosterone levels doesn't or at least it doesn't appear to Um, also things like creatine um sort of giving you other adverse side effects for the vast majority of people it's very safe very effective doesn't cause any side effects Um, And there are a few things that you need to consider if you have, um, this is just from stuff that I've read, if you have kidney disease or anything like that, um, if you have any concerns about whether you should or shouldn't be taking a supplement, like you have any pre-existing health conditions, then as I said, just talk to your doctor. Um, Or if you are concerned, I can refer you to the actual original text that I've been reading on this that goes into lots and lots of detail. Okay, But for most of you, that's not a problem, so I won't dwell on it too much. Okay, Um, The next one, and this is kind of a combination of supplements is pre-workout. Now, I don't know if any of you take pre-workout. Um, I personally, it's not something that I do, um, but it does really work in terms of actually the combination of it usually contains a very high dose of caffeine which we know works for both improving uh, anaerobic and aerobic so that means long-term and short-term energy production also it staves off tiredness so it basically binds to receptors in your brain that stops you from feeling sleepy um and then it also contains something called beta alanine which is a really good supplement which basically they all contain um, beta alanine um which has been shown to kind of similar to creatine but on a slightly longer time scale it can help you to go for sort of around the two to three minute mark um so that might be good if you're doing a interval based sport like football or rugby or something like that Um, and then it also contains they tend to chuck in some b vitamins because they like to um because b vitamins to do with energy and some nitrates as well and some of them as well which help your um, help you with vasodilation which means more blood flow um and often that can be linked to things like getting a better muscle pump and all that kind of stuff all right but all of these things together and i didn't separate these things out which i was going to but then i thought actually as it turns out the only real way you're going to take all of these is in a pre-workout so these things definitely do work um the the only thing that you need to worry about is one Caffeine tolerance is that if you're constantly and it's sometimes they're like 300 milligrams, 400 milligrams of caffeine in one go, which is like having um, four large sort of Starbucks Americanos back to back in one mouthful, right, or in one sort of slug um it's something you need to worry about if you're sensitive to caffeine don't do it you can get caffeine free pre-workouts um and if you just feel like crap all the time because you're tired and you're not sleeping properly you're not eating well uh you're not getting any sunlight you're spending the your entire day in front of a computer and you decide to fix it by uh taking a pre-workout that's not going to work right that's um you're you're kind of <laughs> papering over the crack so this is something that you would want to do in i would say probably do it for three to four weeks Use it to help you really push through a solid training phase if you're looking to sort of put on some strength and muscle, maybe take it off a bit, on, off, on, off to make sure that you keep your tolerance um, sort of low and you're not becoming too dependent on it. Um, this The simple alternative here is to have a coffee before you train. Um, which is probably more likely to be about 100 milligrams of caffeine. And that's going to work really well. So um, as long as it doesn't make you feel sick, if you have an empty stomach, sometimes people feel a bit sick, if they have caffeine before they train, but that's quite rare. Um, the, The cheaper and more delicious alternative is to have a coffee before you train. All right. And that really does make a big difference. The caffeine is one of the main things here. Next one. I know we've already talked about it, and we'll probably talk about it again. But protein supplements. Now, um, how it works is is very very simple, which is that it increases the amino mass, amino acid availability in your bloodstream, which does two things. It one, it stimulates muscle protein synthesis, which means that your muscles are more actively building new muscle tissue, and it also inhibits muscle protein breakdown. Your your muscles are constantly turning over; they're building up, breaking down. All the tissues in your body are doing this, okay. And um, the more amino acids you have in your bloodstream, the less your body feels the need to pull amino acids out of your muscle tissue in order to use as fuel. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds by keeping a regular sort of healthy supply of amino acids, which are what proteins are broken down into, sorry, I didn't say that already, um, into your bloodstream will help you to basically be in the best possible position to put on muscle tissue. right? This is a bit of a weighty slide, but I decided to put it all in all together, right? So if if you're taking protein and your the goal is to um, improve your performance, what's your your protein target? And to put it simply, if you're of you know a healthy weight and you want to keep your weight the same, which means that you're looking to do a body recomp thing, you want to be looking at about 1.4 to 1.6 grams of Um, protein per kilogram of body weight. Now, this is different to how we do with the portion sizes. Um, If you're getting into this, this is the kind of area where you may want to start using some kind of uh, measurement tool in order to work out how many grams of protein you're doing a day. As I said, this is all kind of more advanced stuff. Um, if If you're healthy, And if you want to actually put weight on, you want to put muscle on, and you're actually looking to get bigger, then you may need to go up to 2.4 grams per kilogram, okay? Um, Which means that is roughly about a a sort of a gram per pound, right? And the last one is, if you are healthy weight and wish to lose fat, um, then you, because you're in a calorie deficit, then you actually potentially need to go even higher up to 2.7 grams per kilogram, um, because calories and carbohydrates actually sort of turbocharge the proteins that you're you're ingesting so if you want to keep things the same or you want to get bigger then you can afford to eat a little bit less if you're actually trying to lose weight and you're trying to improve your performance simultaneously you're having to go to quite a high level and to put in perspective so for me that would be eating somewhere around sort of 210 220 grams of protein per day which in chicken breast terms is, you know, it's sort of like it's best part of a kilo of chicken a day, right? Which is quite serious. Um, and you're not going to do that in one meal. That's the point where you're going to have to have four or five, six meals a day, right? But that's, I would advise that you try to either basically go, go up or go down, which means that either try to put sort of muscle on and strength on at the same time, or try to maintain your strength and lose body fat. I think that trying to do both, trying to make sure, trying to push both hard at the same time, is kind of a thing. You can. It's 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 very tricky to do, and it requires some very specific nutrition plan. And um, if you want to focus on, you can get a bit stronger and lose fat at the same time. But if you want to get much stronger and lose fat at the same time, you're going to have to get um you're going to have to go up to these top ends all right if you're very overweight then because you don't have as much muscle compared to how much body fat you have um the numbers are much lower um and if you're a vegan or if you eat lots of plant proteins then your your requirements are going to be higher than what's quoted here because generally speaking the uh, the bioavailability of plant proteins is lower um we're going to get more into that in a second um and as a result um i know that's a controversial thing to say but i th- it's true, um, and the um, you know the amino acid profile tends not to be as good. So you will need to eat more protein in order to make up for it. You can make just as much progress being a vegan as you can being an omnivore, um, but you just need to be more intelligent about it, right? So, in terms of which protein supplements to take, um, something that's come a long way since I've got into this game is vegan protein, right? Vegan protein uh, used to taste like toilet water. Now it actually tastes pretty good. Uh, if you don't tolerate dairy do vegan simple as that right it's it's a not quite as good as whey protein technically but you're getting 99 of the benefit right however leucine and I'm, we're getting right into it now leucine which is an amino acid is the key okay this has been shown to be the most significant amino acid in protein that helps to basically drive the pathway that drives muscle protein synthesis and in animal proteins leucine is higher okay and the availability of leucine is better so um the only reason that you don't want to take whey protein is if you can't tolerate dairy products well right other than that go for whey protein um if your goal is performance you'll be much better off Branch chain amino acids or bcaas um, are basically leucine and then two other amino acids um and They were much more popular in the past than they are now. It seems that the recent sort of um, research is indicating that actually total protein intake is the only thing that is actually most of what you get from this. Um, And the only real benefits are if you're doing sort of um, very long distances. So um, you're training for two hours plus. Um, Otherwise, I'd skip the BCAAs and just focus on total intake. Um, And then isolated amino acids are the same. You'll see like things like hydrolyzed protein and all that kind of stuff, um, like whey isolate, can be easier on digestion, um, but it's way more expensive, and it doesn't actually make any difference if your intake is up there. So, kind of point being here: if you hit the numbers that we've gone through here, you don't need to worry about any of those things because you've got you've got ninety nine percent or whatever it is, the vast majority of the benefit from what you're already doing. Okay, and unfortunately, in my opinion, that's all that works right? That's all that definitely, definitely works, and that's all that I would recommend that you go for. Everything else for me, isn't worth the money, isn't, isn't 100% sure going to make a difference anyway, um, and is kind of a bit of a pipe dream. So um, obviously if you guys have any questions at the end, then you can ask. Um, but for me, I would just focus on, on those on those main things to start with, okay? So we're now going to cover a couple of things, which are performance supplements that definitely don't work, right? The first one is glutamine. Now, glutamine used to be very popular. Everyone was going for it. Um, It basically, if you eat glutamine, the theory was it helped you to process more leucine, which we know is good. As it turns out, although the the mechanism is there, the outcome isn't. And as a result, taking lots of glutamine when you train doesn't actually really help to increase muscle protein synthesis. So uh, I can't believe anybody I'm I'm talking to here was doing that already. But if you hear about it, it doesn't help it help make a difference with um, with with gaining muscle and strength. The only thing it can help with, and this is still, I mean, it's not 100, but it seems like it's likely that um, it can help with um, repairing a leaky gut. So if you have any kind of da- gastrointestinal dysfunction, um, and you go to see a dietitian, they may recommend that you take glutamine um, to sort of help you out with that. And the last one, the big one, the one that people ask me about all the time, um, and they really pl- prey on the insecurities of young men. On this one is testosterone boosters. Um, one because there's absolutely no evidence that they work. The the, the three um, main sort of proteins protein supplements here are, are listed. Uh, the most popular one is the tribulus, um, and they don't actually make any difference to not only your training but your testosterone levels. Um, and the the thing is with testosterone is that the vast majority of and obviously this is mainly talking about well this is not mainly talking about men this is talking about men is um that as we get older we should be sort of coming down testosterone levels by sort of one two three percent a year after i think it's about the age of sort of 25 or something um what tends to happen is is the decline is i don't know what exactly what it is but um i can't quote on that but it's much faster as a result of people um Sort of inadequate nutrition, inadequate training, um, stress, modern life, getting overweight, all that kind of stuff. Actually, body fat itself increases the conversion of testosterone into estrogen in males. And so, the absolute best thing that you can do to increase your testosterone levels, if you want to increase your testosterone levels, is to get to an optimal body composition, which is not super duper ripped, because if you're too ripped, it goes the other way. But we're talking sort of somewhere between 10 12 15% body fat something like that um, and making sure that you're eating enough sort of good fats eating making sure that you're eating sort of healthy food um, you know you're you're happy and all that kind of stuff and then that will that will help your testosterone more than any testosterone booster could ever hope to do okay so um and those are the two that really don't work so in summary um my recommendation for anybody who wants to maximize performance and maximize muscle growth, um, from a supplement perspective is, is really very simple. So protein around sort of 1.8 to 2.7, potentially lower, potentially higher, depending on circumstances. You can talk to me about that if you want spread over three to four meals. That is something that you want to make sure that you do five grams of creatine every day, creatine monohydrate that is, um, in either capsule or powdered form. And then either caffeine a coffee something like that or a pre workout before training will really help you to actually get into your workout and actually do your best work put it that way um and that's from my perspective that's all you need if you can do that you can do that consistently you will see some benefit um, and you definitely won't be wasting any money or putting yourself in any unnecessary harm's way okay so um that's that's the lot for today and thanks for coming i uh, hope that was useful Obviously, if you have any questions or anything, then let me know. Um, and I think, what are we doing to do next time? Next week, what are we doing? So two weeks, we're doing one about um, protecting energy, focus, um, and looking after yourself in that way. So looking forward to that, All right? Um, hope to see you soon. Um, goodbye. Cheers. And right. How do I turn this off? Still recording. How do I unshare my screen? Oh, I have stopped sharing my screen. Stop recording. There we go.